Live on SEN Track Southwest Gippsland 91.3 FM and SEN Track Latrobe Valley 91.9 FM. You're listening to Saturdays in Gippsland. You are indeed, and wherever you might be in the wonderful region of Gippsland, it's a good afternoon to you. I hope your weekend's going well. Welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland. It's great to have your company here. My name's Ian Doherty, and uh, joining me for the afternoon's activities right through until 5 o'clock this afternoon is Dylan Beaumont. Dylan, good afternoon. Welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland. Thanks, Wiz. The first time we've worked together besides the opening round where we were in That's separate boxes. But so it is a privilege. A bit of a holiday weekend for some today, mate. Nice to be working with you. Of course, there's no West Gippsland footy this weekend, so Brad Sinclair has taken the weekend off. Yeah. Uh, and uh, plenty to go on with. He's driving around in the Berwick Motor Group Ute somewhere, yes, he sure presumably. Is. And, uh, of course, uh, Robbie Goodwin, your partner in crime, is uh, off to visit family in Queensland, I yes. think, taking the opportunity for the West Gippy week off to have an <laughs> Ellenbank week off. So we find ourselves as the last two standing and uh, plenty going on this afternoon. We're live today at Ellenbank Recreation Reserve. We're trumped up here in the Timekeeper's Box with uh, two hardened football individuals in here today for the reserve grade. They're enjoying themselves thoroughly and we'll be keeping them company all afternoon. And, of course, this afternoon's match of the day, which we'll get to a little later on, uh, is a beauty in the Elibank competition today. It is first versus second. The undefeated visitors this afternoon, Bull and Bull and Football Club, uh, are paying Elibank a visit. And, of course, Elibank, the uh, winner's... Not by default, but uh, minor premiers at least in the COVID year. Uh, and uh, then we lost a year, I think, yep. through COVID and came back. And a late run last year after an early start with injuries. A new coach this year for the Eagles, or the Bankers, as I'm told they're <laughs> often called. And today they come face-to-face with the competition leader. And probably the winner this afternoon goes out with uh, premiership favouritism tucked into their back pocket, Dylan. Yes, yet to lose. And we thought Nearham South would have a... You know, a comprehensive effort about them last week, but Bullen Bullen just put them to the sword. 68-point winners on the opposite end of the scale, Bull, or Alan Banks, 75-point winners. So both sides coming off a big win, mm. and I doubt we'll see a high-scoring game today, just the way the field's playing out at the moment. Yeah, well, we need to talk about conditions. I probably will get to that in the pregame as well, Dylan, but oh, this, uh, this takes me back a long, <laughs> long way, and I'm nearly 60 years of age, but in the, the wet winters in uh, Melbourne playing footy, you often see a ground like this. You don't see it very often these days with the way turf management goes, but I think we've got more mud than grass on this ground out yes. at Ellen Bank today. Yeah. So, in fact, I think we're quarter time in the reserve grade here. Half time. Uh, half time yep. it is. And uh, some of these players, you can't identify the numbers on their jumpers no. at all of half a <laughs> game of footy. So we're in for an entertaining one this afternoon, Dill. Sure are. Hopefully not a lot of guessing going on, but we'll see. You were talking about your jumper back in the day being black and yellow striped and you couldn't see anything you had to soak it in for a week yeah the mighty hammers were was, um, Hampton Footy Club and we wore the same uniform as the Sandringham Footy Club it was yellow with <laughs> black stripes and they locked this down at the Cerberus Navy base I'm sure we had to soak the jumpers in the bathtub yeah. for the entire week to try and get the mud out of them it was uh, nasty sort of stuff I can remember hopping into the showers with your boots and socks on <laughs> just to wash the mud off so you could find the laces and get them off it's going to be one of those afternoons here, but uh, nonetheless, first versus second, and bragging rights are on the line. So it'll be a terrific afternoon of local footy 
here on SEN Track. Uh, and that'll be on 91.3 SEN Track Southwest Gippsland and 91.9 SEN Track Latrobe Valley. You'll also listen live on the SEN app or at sen.com.au. And don't forget every interview in, as well as uh, the full match broadcast this afternoon. You'll be able to get wherever you get your podcasts after the game. What have you been doing during the week, Dill? Well, I've been doing well. I'm on holidays, so I've been doing quite a decent amount of travelling up north, down south. Yep. But we settled in this week. Went and saw Indiana Jones last night at the movies. Oh, I thought you'd be sitting down studying the players' numbers for today. Of course, that was during the week. Yeah, but some time I've been working as well separately. But yeah, that fair amount of time dedicated to Bull and Bull in this week. No, very good. Yet no, nice work by you. Well, I spent a little bit of time out at the uh, Rec Reserve in Morwell yes. earlier in the week, Wednesday, in fact, for the under-18 Gippsland Carnival. Uh, and that was uh, all of the Gippsland leagues. Actually, I don't think the East Gippy League were in the competition. So five others uh, in there. And the winner in the end, the Gippsland League, uh, finished on top of the ladder, unbeaten 16 points and ran away with it. Uh, West Gippsland last year's winner came second. Yep. Ellen Bank in third place there, but uh, they got the job done pretty easily in the end, the Gippsland League. One interesting game there worth noting, though, was about the middle of the day, Ellen Bank uh, jumped the start there in their game against the Gippsland League. Yep. In fact, they were leading by three goals to nothing, and we thought this could be a real boil over here. The Ellen Bank boys have come to play because they gave the North Gippy boys a bit of a touch-up earlier in the morning. So the format was two 20-minute halves in mm -hmm. each game. So there was one game yeah. started as soon as the other one ended, and that's kept rolling through. I think each uh, each side played four games so that everybody played everybody during the course of the afternoon. But it was a powerful display from the Gippsland boys in the end. Three goals down just before half-time. They end up winning by three. So they kicked six unanswered goals yeah. against Ellen Bank in the end. A real powerhouse performance. Riley Sanini was awarded the Player of the Carnival. Well done to Riley. Yeah, good recognition there. There, Riley is a Gippsland League boy. But the Ellenbank boys acquitted themselves very well, as did the West Gippie League. There was a good competition. Mm -hmm. All right, right here on Saturdays in Gippsland, if you've just joined us, and uh, we're here through until one or 2 o'clock this afternoon, Dylan Beaumont and myself, and they'll be calling the match of the day between Bull and Bullen and Ellenbank this afternoon. The battle for the Ellenbank League supremacy. We are going to do a little bit of a review slash preview uh, of both leagues, as Brad and I usually do on a Saturday. We might start with the West Gippy now that we've got to the bye round, which is supposedly the middle of the season, yes. probably just ahead of that. Uh, what about the results from last week, firstly, Dill? Yeah, well, Inverloch Conwack, they're the unbeaten leaders, just like Bull and Bullen in the Allen Bank competition. They played off against Turin and Dalmore, of course, last year's Premier's third place at the moment, and they held them to 32 points, four goals, eight, and Inverloch Conwack, 10-7-67. Now, Marnie kicked three goals, but he also did to a hamstring in the third quarter. Mm. Now, the interesting thing about Inverloch Conwack is they've conceded 346 points for the entire year, and the next best is in the 500s. So their yeah, defence, their It's a pretty line, tight defence. Everything connecting. Well, we saw it firsthand last week, uh, and their opponents, uh, Turret and the reigning champions in that competition, they just couldn't penetrate it in the end. No. For three quarters, of course, the third quarter was the exception of that where uh, biblical rain fell for uh, about 30 minutes there. Brad built an ark and loaded in animals two by <laughs> two. Uh, just in order to save the world. but uh, And all the area around the broadcast van last week, the Eric Scott and Staff broadcast van, was surrounded by water, ankle deep to get out of there. 
but an impressive performance by the Sea Eagles nonetheless. Bunyip 1-7-13, Kui Rupp, another win on the board, 8-14-62, Wells, as he always has been doing the last couple of years, leading the charge, he kicked two goals, now Coralyn, I was talking about it off air with you, Gardner yep. and Gillis, they combined for seven goals, 13-8-86, Kilcunder Bass, 8-11-59, Kilcunder Bass with SEN's own Sam Watson, just fallen short by 27, but Coralyn, aren't they proving themselves to be a threat? They are, no doubt about that. I did speak to Sammy, uh, perhaps driving home that afternoon from Turidan, and um, uh, he was pretty disappointed with their performance there. They uh, certainly got their pants pulled down in the end. And even there in ninth place, four and seven improvement there. Now Garfield had to play Philip Islander in second place, mm. six points behind the ladder leaders in Block Hongwak, 16, 17, 113. Cam Pedersen kicking four to Garfield's four, six, 30. And then Nana Goon behind Dermot Yorney, who kicked seven goals, 24, 13, 157 to Corin Barabinas, one, six, 12. And Mason McGarrity, not the first time I've seen it. He kicked seven goals mm. again last week. Mm. Staples with five and Shane Brewster with four to beat Daleston by 88 points, 154 to 66. Just backtrack to the goon there. Uh, Dermot Yorney, seven goals. Now against uh, one of the cellar dwellers there. We saw him live on SEN track a few weeks before that and he was a little quiet. Yeah. Uh, talk going around the place that maybe he's a little bit of a flat track bully. You can't argue with the form across the entire season and uh, he has kicked plenty of goals. He sure has. And Nathan Gardner is leading the, I believe, the competition in goals kicked with 59. So he's leading it by 21. Taylor Gibson up next with 38. And he's only played eight games himself. And mm. then Mason McGarrity with 34, tied with Dermot Yorney in third, fourth place. Now, just when we thought... Uh, We'd sorted out the the way the competition was rolling out and we'd actually called it in Saturdays at Gibson a few weeks ago. The Dusties uh, had some pretty ordinary results. It looked like the year was escaping them. Uh, and then came the announcement that Harmit Singh, their coach, has will be stepping down at the end of the season. Uh, so they're looking for a new senior coach down there at Warrigal. But... Um, Suddenly they come powering back into it and a big win last weekend. Yes, a big win. 88 points, as we mentioned. At, at quarter time, it was five goals to two. It was only a 15-point game, but then that second quarter, they kicked seven goals to Dalston's two. And then after that, they kicked 12. So they doubled the score, 12 goals in the second half as well, to five for Dalston. Yeah, OK. So, and uh, interesting in itself, Dalston with a terrific start to the season, but in the last few weeks, so I think it was four out of five or something, yes. have dropped from seventh or second down to seventh. Yeah. Uh, and some question marks about uh, uh, the improvement that they'd made so early in the season. Um, they've certainly let the Dusties back in there, certainly in contention for that sixth spot in the uh, West Gippie competition. Yeah, four straight losses for Dalston after being five and two, but they're only four points out of it. The only worry is their percentage, which is the fourth lowest in the competition. Mm. Mm. Okay. So uh, I think next week on uh, SEN track 91.3, we'll be heading out to Phillip Island again to catch the dogs. I don't know why it happens that way. It just seems that that seems to be the, the juiciest looking game <laughs> of the round. But we seem to have spent a fair bit of time out at Phillip Island Rec Reserve this afternoon. It's a good two-hour drive from my joint. So, <laughs> uh, but that's just the way that is. But uh, they're having a terrific season, of course, with Turidan having uh, taken a bit of a hit last weekend to the competition yes. leaders. Yeah. 
the dogs now find themselves sitting pretty in second spot. They do. Two points ahead of Turin and Dalmore, percentage of 235. Let's, let's roll through the whole ladder for West Gippie before we get to our break. Uh, and we'll see the way it's all sitting at the minute. Yep. Inverloch Kongwak, 44 points, 11 and 0, sitting very pretty. Undefeated. Yes, undefeated. Phillip Island sitting with a draw, sorry, a draw and a loss, nine wins, 38 points ahead of Turin and Dalmore in third, 36. And then Nana Goon with a draw as well, of course, against Phillip Island in fourth. Coral in a game in front of Warrigal Industrials for those fifth and sixth positions. Mm-hmm. And then from seventh, rolling down to Daleston, Kui Rupp and Kilcunder Bass. 8th and ninth on 16. And then Garfield, Corrinborough, Bina, Bunyip, 8, 4 and 0 points respectively. Well, you might be able to convince me of otherwise, Dylan, but uh, from where I sit at the moment, I think the final six in the West Gippsland competition set and there's still plenty of footy to be played, but those six sides seem to stand out above the rest. They do. As you said, you have to throw question marks as to where this came from for Daleston, who were 5 and 2, mm. but... I think the Dusties are good enough to hold that position. And Mason McGarrity finding some form again last week. Seven goals, only four points behind Coralin as well. And mm. we'll see how they play out today. Strange one, isn't it? So we'd seen a couple of weeks ago, uh, might have been at... I'm trying to remember where we were. And we'd found out that uh, the Dusties, there was a Masters competition on in Darwin. And their skipper and a couple of other boys had... Uh, so not in Darwin, in Bali. And they hopped on a plane and flown up. They were playing footy in Bali. Right. In the singlets, beers or bintangs <laughs> afterwards while their teammates were thrashing it away in the mud and guts um, back in Gippsland and getting mm. their pants pulled down. It was it was an interesting look. Is it a commitment issue? I don't know. It? Well, so it was included, the skipper, obviously, but yes. there was a couple of them. Um, I, just, I was really surprised by it. Yeah, well... I mean, they'll have to prove themselves next week against Inverloch Kongwak, the ladder leaders, which mm. doesn't make it any easier for them. And with Daleston staring down the barrel right at them, they play Coralin. So it's a chance for those fifth, sixth, seventh positions to shuffle around next week. But Yeah, you would think. And they probably will a little bit, but I've just got a feeling that that top six is pretty much, yeah. Locked in? Uh, yeah, maybe not in that order. But yep. uh, at this stage, you could pretty much lock it in. The question marks are going to be around whether the Sea Eagles can get through undefeated. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the moment, they, no one comes near them. No. And the difference is where I think the two sides beside have got plenty of champion players at Phillip Island at Turidan. You don't see that so much at Inverloch, but they're just really consistent. You know what you're going to get from them, and they keep winning. So, yep. Well, the two St. Brothers last year were impressive when I called them yeah and and again this year uh, no doubt about that and uh, they've got plenty of mates there very consistent across the board they're playing some good footy listen to Saturdays in Gippsland here don't go anywhere there's still plenty to come here we've done our uh, review preview of the West Gippsland competition during their bye weekend this weekend uh, still plenty to come we're talking to senior coach Bob McCallum from the Bull and Bull and Football Club our usual segments hot or not and come on man and we'll, of course, be doing a preview of all today's Ellen Bank action. Ellen Bank almost standalone today in the region. Uh, everybody else with the week off. So a um, uh, good chance for them to showcase the wares. We're going to take a break here on Saturdays in Gippsland. But when we come back, hopefully, we'll be talking to Bullen senior coach Bob McCallum. This is Saturdays in Gippsland. Gippsland back with more right after this. Live on SEN Track, Southwest Gippsland, 91.3 FM. And SEN Track, Latrobe Valley, 91.9 FM. You're listening to Saturdays in Gippsland. 
Saturdays in Gippsland, indeed. And uh, we're live at uh, Ellenbank Recreation Reserve this afternoon. Jumped up here in the timekeeper's box. And we'll be here right through until 5 o'clock. That's Blake and... Uh, Dylan and Ian, I'll say Blake. Uh, right through till 5 o'clock this afternoon. Now, joining us, we're very lucky for him to be able to do this. He's very generous with his time at this point in the afternoon, given that the senior game starts in approximately 40 minutes' time. We've got senior coach from the Bull and Bull and Football Club, Bob McCallum, joining us. Welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland. Thank you, boys. Thanks for having me. Nice to see you again, mate, too. And uh, this is as clean as you're going to look today. Yep. What did you think when you drove in and saw the conditions out there? Oh, look, I said to the boys Thursday night, don't be surprised. Like, we know what to expect when we're coming up. We heard yeah. what it was like through the week. So, yeah, there's no surprises rocking up. Well, famously, your ground used to be a notoriously heavy one, but it seems like it's in reasonable nick at the minute. Just luck. That's all it is. <laughs> it is. It's where yeah. the rain falls, isn't it? Yeah. True, yeah. So, we're halfway through the season. Could you have gone any better so far for you, do you think? Oh, look, I think there's always opportunities to improve. So... Um, I think we've approached it the right way with some of the teams below us. Um, it can be sort of really easy to get caught up in just winning those games and moving on. But, mm -hmm. you know, we've really been um, quite focused on, on how we win and, and a lot to do with their scores more than ours. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. That's important. Well, it was last weekend too, wasn't it? Uh, yes. You were there, Dylan? So, oh, we... We were going to be there. Oh, no, that's right. We had to change. Last-minute change, that's right. Yeah. Plus, yeah, pumped near them south. Bit of confidence turning up into this one. Near them, of course, with momentum their way. How were you able to stifle that? Um, I think we, we've really been building towards that game for a while now. Um, I think we've, a lot of our focus has been on, on obviously just doing the basics really well, winning the footy, getting numbers to it. Um, but really, most, most of what I think fixed our scores against them was... Um, bettering our turnovers so when we when cause turnovers against them actually getting good scores out of them it's something that we haven't done previously well enough uh, but I think last Saturday we certainly changed that around mm -hmm. and only one real change to the list there's probably a few but uh, McFan going off the list obviously with his duties with AFL Victoria but uh, Riley Rundle comes in mm -hmm. uh, Long Worry the Dusties Bunyip Bunyip yep. yeah okay so it's a good get it is and a good he's get. been playing well for you he has there's a uh, You'll see today, even in this, these conditions, there's, there's no bloke faster than Riley. It's actually, it's really funny to watch how quick he is. Um, so, yeah, it's a big one. And, and I think across the board with our guys that we've had coming this year are a lot quicker. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's really um, benefiting the way we play this year. Um, Cam's not the only one we lost. We lost a couple of big forwards as well. Yeah. And so it's forced us to go smaller in the forward line and mm -hmm. it's really working. So that works differently, but you're clearly scoring. Uh, a better scoring force this year than last year. Definitely. And what's what's been really good about it is it's not the same bloke every week. Mm. Someone seems to bob up and kick their three or four each week, and it's it's different each week, so that's really pleasing. So speaking of bob, then you're bobbing up more often in the forward line? Yes, I am. Yep. Um, still chopping Matty out when I can, but we feel that uh, that sort of match-up's been really good for Matt to go most of the day in the yep. ruck and, mm -hmm. and me forward. It'll probably mix up a bit more today being in these conditions, but... Yeah, it's been good. Mm. Now, we, we do have the textbook questions, of course, but Wiz challenged me. I was asking <laughs> what I could come up with. 11 and 0, just give us an insight into the, the boys. Is there anything habitually or a pre-game superstition that's wacky that maybe yourself has or someone else in the club has? I think we're all, we're all do our own things. I think that's most footballers. There's no real group um, thing that we do. I think we, we do probably stick to 
um, tradition or, or whatever you want to call it, or routine is probably a better word, mm. yeah. um, where we do the same thing each week and, and keep building through that. Um, I don't think anyone really gives up their superstitions too much, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, so as a coach, what, what are your thoughts on having that one loss before the final start? Is it loss you've got to have or you'd rather not? No, I, I think the way we've pro- been approaching our games is good enough. Yeah. Yeah. So we saw last year Niram uh, ran through undefeated during the mm. home and away season and then spat up the um, the uh, was it the qualifying final? The, the first semi. Semi-final, yeah, yeah semi-final. second semi it was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think, as I said, I think we approached it really well in that you know, some of the games we've lost, oh, sorry, the, the games we've won, we've been really disappointed with how mm. we've played and, mm. and, and just the way we played. So I think that's approaching it like a loss, which is good enough. Do you do you pencil these types of games in, or do you take every week as it comes? But when you see two weeks in advance, first versus second, you can kind of anticipate that. Do you pencil it in, or? Um, well, I think we we try and focus on ticking those little boxes, and, and not so much these wins and losses. Whatever happens to the scoreboard, obviously happens. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, each week we've got these little wins that we want to tick off. And as long as we tick them, then we should, we, we feel like we should win the game. Um, how much was what happened on grand final day last year? Sorry to harp back on it. <laughs> yeah. How much does that grind your gears? Or is that the, really the motivating force that's driving you this year? Or is there something else? Or is it not talked about? Or how have you managed that? It's a funny one. Cause for I those that just tuned in, lost the grand final by a point last year in an <laughs> epic grand final. It was a fantastic game. Yeah, I mean, as a coach, it, it's a funny one. Do you do you harp on it all the time or do you just let it slip and bring it up when we need to? Mm. Um, and I felt probably the best thing to do was um, focus on those little wins as I spoke about throughout the year because if, if we just focus on that grand final, then it makes the year seem like this, this marathon that you don't enjoy. Mm. And, and part of the journey is... Part of the good parts of footy is the journey itself. Yeah. So we obviously want to get to that last day in September again. Yeah. Um, but we want to make sure we enjoy our, our year as well. So we've touched on it a little bit, and it's in the back of our minds that it can't not be. Mm. Um, but it's certainly not something we harp on every week. Yeah. Yeah. And is there is there anyone we should maintain a close eye on today? Any role changes or just plain simple nothing to change um, at the moment? Jared Lane comes into the side, mm. and he's been dominating the twos for three weeks now. Um, you know, amassing 40 possessions each game in the twos. He's a in and under type, so these conditions are going to suit him perfectly. Mm, so, mm. yeah, watch out for him. And I think just our, our pace around the ground is something we hopefully are going to get going. It's going to be challenging in these conditions to get it going, but we've spoken a little bit about how to do that, and hopefully it comes off. So Jared comes in for Nathan Hutton today. your only change? Yeah, Toto cut his hand with a stand and off. Uh, during the nice. week, so why would you do <laughs> tradies, mate? Yeah, I, I see him on the road. I often wonder. <laughs> I don't know, but no, good on him. They keep the world going around, yeah. as they say. You played everybody so far in the 23 season. Mm-hmm. Right now, who's your toughest opponent based on who you've played so far and how things have gone? Um, it's a funny one. We we talk about who we think will be our toughest opponent uh, at the end of the year, which mm. we still think is probably going to be near him south. Um, no disrespect to Allen Bank, hmm. but probably the, the team that pushed us the most during the year has been Traff. Yeah, right. Okay, um, that's interesting. Yeah, we hadn't really been zoned in that sense on our ground, the smaller ground. Um, we've since fixed that, hmm. but on that day that we we really struggled with that on their big ground. change in defence. Was it your ground or theirs? It was ours. Yeah, on right. The smaller yeah, ground. Okay. So we've had to play against something similar again on our ground, and we fixed it. And yeah, we're pretty happy now. Yeah, good, good. 
Yeah, well, we better let you go yes. shortly. I know the sides are going out. It's three-quarter time in the reserves, 2-3, 15 apiece. But again, thank you for being generous with your time, Bob. Best of luck today. Thanks, Thanks yeah, well, Just know how important it is at this time day to leave your boys alone, lots of stuff. Appreciate it. You look very, very relaxed. It's almost it like does. you're not going to play today, Dylan. <laughs> but uh, we'll let you go and um, might even talk to you briefly after the game if you have a win, eh? Sure. If we recognise him. Yeah, well, we might <laughs> hose him down first. We'll see how it goes. Bob McCall, senior coach, thank you. Thanks, guys. Uh, nice work by you, Bob. As always, he's always very generous with his time. We'll just turn him off there. So, no, Bob Brown, go well, Bob. All the very best. The senior coach there of the Bullen, undefeated Bullen Bullen Football Club uh, and their big one today in the SEN track match of the day against Ellenbank Football Club this afternoon. It should be an absolute beauty. So, if you can't get into the area, uh, just tune into us here on 91.9 SEN Track Latrobe Valley or 91.3 SEN Track Southwest Gippsland, or you can listen live on the SEN app or at sen.com.au. But whatever you do, don't miss it. It's going to be a beauty. All right, it's time for uh, one of our favourite segments. Still, I reckon you're going to like this one. <laughs> don't know whether you've done it before, but I hope you're ready for this. It's time for Hot or Not. Hot or Not. Denalda Motors, home of Mitsubishi's tractors and farm machinery. It's time for Hot or Not, thanks to Denalda Motors, home of Mitsubishi's tractors and farm machinery. Lovely people there at Denalda Motors. Didn't know be there last year, actually. Lovely people indeed. All right, Hot or Not, I'll start. How about that? We'll, we'll get you going, and then you've got a couple there, and thanks to Sammy Watson, our producer, yes. for pulling some of these together as well. Right, Neil Darnham will go through this season without a win. Is that hot or not? I'll say I'll say not only because nah. I believe in Nathan Buckley being the inspirational. We know, we probably should have so we've got an audio grab of that. <laughs> I believe in Nathan Buckley, says Dylan Beaumont. The, you know, he could be that inspiring. He just gives the boys all the morale lift and boost, and sometimes that's all you need. Well, I noticed Nilmer had last weekend. I don't know whether he's playing this weekend. Luke James, probably too young to remember Luke, but. Uh, maybe the best park footballer I've ever seen. And right. he'd be given 40 a fright these days, but he kicked <laughs> six or seven last week for Nilma. While he's in that side, they could do anything. Frankly, it's just kick it to Luke and let him do his best. <laughs> so him and Nathan Buckley running around Nilma, oh, that day gets Katani, they might have a win there. So I'm saying it's not hot. All right, your turn. Nah, All right. No one will get near Bull and Bull in this year. Uh, I'm going to say not. Mm. Nah. I, I think I agree with that. But only because it's a long year. Yes. And there's lots of stuff that can happen. And yeah, you only looked at the AFL last season. After 10 rounds, Melbourne were undefeated. Mm. Uh, and yes. Geelong played Sydney in the grand final. So uh, it's a long... It's a marathon. It's yeah. not a sprint. And they're travelling beautifully at the moment. None better. But uh, the job ain't done just yet. And you've got that impression from Bob mm. just then. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, all right, my turn. All leagues should have a bye this week and the junior interleague could have been held on Saturday instead of Wednesday. Is that hot or not? Hot. I'll go with hot. Just waiting for the clip there. I think <laughs> this could be carried across all leagues, even in... You look at the AFL, they've had three or four weeks where teams have had buys, whether it be six sides or two buys. I'm a big believer in just having one week off of footy and eat, as they do with the finals by just have a, a mid-season break and then come back into it full force with every side playing yeah I agree I, I think it's hot um, I was there on uh, Wednesday afternoon or, or, or Wednesday morning I must admit I did sneak Brad and I snuck across the road to the Moore Bowls Club 
for a lovely lunch there. He had the seniors meal. And <laughs> uh, but it was lovely. But it was a good crowd in there and the football's terrific and it deserves to be showcased. Yes. My question is, just off the back of that, we can't seem to get interleague up and running. Mm. Right? So the Gippsland League had the red team versus the blue team or some cockamamie thing yeah. in, team, in terms of senior footy. So why can't they take the lead out of this and put on a little carnival too? 20-minute halves and run games all afternoon, all day, uh, just like they've done with the juniors. Why should it be any different? It would be a great way to showcase uh, interleague football. It would be, and it's a good promotion for the sides themselves, big names getting thrown out there, also names emerging from the performance on the day. The best player in the carnival, he could have other opportunities yep. elsewhere. Spot on. So I, I do agree with that, and there's more spotlight on it if it's on a weekend rather than the middle of the So week. we'll call that hot? Yes. All right. That's hot. hot. It is hot. All right, so one more. I think it's your turn. If you sign up to play senior football, cut out holidays during the season. So, I, now again, now you know our producer plays in the West Gippsland competition. He, yep. he might be referring to one of his opponents where they got on a plane and went to Bali and played mm -hmm. at the seniors comp up there. Or maybe there's some people at Kilcunda Bass who play <laughs> some holidays as well. But I reckon that's hot. If you're committed to the that's team... Hot. Yeah, you see it through. Yeah. If you want to go and get a suntan in Cairns or something in July, well, don't play footy. Mm. But I don't think you can do both. No, I, I don't. Because it's a team game. It is a team game, and you don't want to put a mass amount of frustration on your teammates when you come back because then they've got burdens on you. Well, yeah, they had their there. pants pulled down while you're away. Exactly right. How do you come back and lift the morale? If they, do you think that's selfish? It goes on to a losing streak as well. I think it is a little Yeah. Bit. Yeah. In that, you're a younger guy, right? So I'm yeah. not knocking your generation, yes, but yeah. I, this is a generational thing. Because yeah. I don't reckon it used to happen. Mm -hmm. um, well, I'm a lot older than you, but <laughs> back in the days when I was playing. So uh, in any team sport, whether it be winter or summer, I mean, if you're committed to the team, you, that comes first, right? 100%. And me personally, I'm... You could probably call it a bit of a try-hard. I love winning, so any yeah. competition, I don't think I'd miss a game. I wouldn't be... Unless I desperately needed to miss a game with other commitments, mm. I'm, I'm playing every game I can. Yeah, I'm calling that hot. Um, if you sign up for senior footy, no, you can book your holidays. Any others? I, I can give you a couple. Uh, all right. Well, if we, we're you, spreading out... Yeah, you've still got about, you've got about a minute, so go for it. All right. Are we spreading out to the... Can the AFL be included? Of course they can, yeah. Okay. Yeah, of course. All right. I think I know which direction you'll go with this, right. but let's see what you think of it. One of Carlton or Richmond can, will still make the finals. Uh, no, that's not. not. That's not. Not. Right. Come on. Interesting. Yeah. No, I, I don't think either of them will. Okay. I'm, I'm not even sure who will. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I probably thought Geelong might have, but uh, only two points last night instead of the four. Yeah. Uh, that's cost them. Uh, you don't know, but 12, 12, 12 and a half will get them in. Uh, I can't see Carlton winning 12 and a half games. And last one for you. Yep. Collingwoods, are the, no one's going to beat them in the finals. No, that's not hot. Not no, hot. it's not hot. Okay. They were they were really good last year and they got rolled in the preliminary they final. They were. But um, this year, it just seems different this year. So, you know, they, I saw a stat recently. They've come from behind in 15 of their yes. 23 wins in the last 28 games, right? Uh, and of those 15 come from behind, I think 13 of them where they've been four goals down. Mm -hmm. So there's some sort of trigger that we don't, it's a secret. We're not, they're not just telling anybody. When they go four goals down, it triggers the comeback. That whatever it changes behaviour, and off they go, right? 
So my tip to anybody that's interested, don't get four goals in front of Collingwood. It's just to keep the supporters on their toes. Do I don't think? know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they, some of them can't count past four. Perhaps. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it matches the number of convictions they've got. This is hot <laughs> or not. Thanks to Donalda Motors, your official Mitsubishi and tractor dealer in Gippsland is Donalda Motors, Mafra and Benz. They'll get in to see the good people at Donalda Motors. That's hot or not. Time for us to take a break here on Saturdays in Gippsland. And when we come back, we'll be previewing the Ellen Bank uh, season so far, and we're not far away from our match of the day here. The undefeated Liebirds will be going face-to-face -face with the home side today, Ellen Bank. It should be a beauty here at Ellen Bank Reserve. More Saturdays at Gippsland to come right after this break. Live on SEN Track, Southwest Gippsland, 91.3 FM, and SEN Track, Latrobe Valley, 91.9 FM. You're listening to Saturdays in Gippsland. You are listening to Saturdays in Gippsland and we're live here from Ellenbank Recreation Reserve for this afternoon's match of the day between Ellenbank and Bull and Bull and should be a beauty. So stick with us here on SEN Track for the afternoon. It's time now for a little segment, Do You haven't done this one before. This no. is new. It's one that we like to call, Come On Man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man, it is. I'll lead off, see if you can work out how this works. Here's the first one. Uh, the suggestion in the media during the week after the Brisbane v Richmond incident with Eric Hipwood about the banning of goading going forward and suggesting that you can't goad your opponents. Right. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. I don't think I saw too much of this. No, no. Well, yeah, he sort of gave him a bit of a shove. Uh, yeah, I oh, know. Clapped in his face when he's when Danaher took a mark in front of his opponent. Okay, uh, it's a bit of a nan 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 nan. Yeah, yeah. It's no. okay in under eights, but he probably needs to put his big boy pants on. But the league are talking about legislating against it now. Right. Te not allowed to tease your opponent if they don't do well. I think that's a part of sports. That is. A come on, man. Been. If ever you've seen one. All right, got another. You're getting the idea now. All right, here's another one. Geelong's two-time premiership legend Mitch Duncan has re revealed recently that his son Ollie is a crazy, mad Essendon supporter. He says he's not going to push him at all. Come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah, no, that's that's poor by Mitch. You Mitch, have to throw the beanie on, on him, throw Jeff. the scarf over him, bring him to all your games, familiarise him with your teammates. Yeah, no, get him down to the footy, get him a <laughs> six-pack. He's only four. <laughs> a six-pack of donuts. Little Ollie Duncan, he better... Yeah, so he's a mad Essendon supporter. That's just that, no, that, that that's well. that's abusive parenting <laughs> for mine. They eat their own kids anyway, as and supporters, don't they? But that's for another day. All right, you, you've got a come on, right. man. Have you I'll got go, one? I'll go with another legislation. Just overall, the tackling and how they're judging it at the moment. Yep. Come on, man. Oh yeah, that's come true. On, that's a come man. on. Man. It I'm is. not sure if you saw. Was it last night? It was a tackle. It was a perfect tackle. Brad Close. Yep. And he restrained. He's going to get a week off for it. Blakey. You know that, don't you? And I just thought, how can you, how can you give that a penalty mm. when that is the textbook tackle? He didn't have any well, malice still, in the uh, shove there. Uh, Brad Close is probably 23, 24 years old. Yeah. He's played in a senior premiership, Glenelg, mm. and now with the Cats as yeah. well. He was taught from a little boy that that's how you tackle people. And it and is. And now what it, what, everything he's known all his life is different. The, the momentum when you're bringing someone down, you, 
can barely stop that. And I think he had yeah. one arm behind his back, sure, but he didn't intentionally push his head. So into we're the cleaning it up for all the mums that run the canteens, which, right? Yeah, which is fair enough because obviously we saw. Well, mums this decide year. if your boy plays, so they want to clean it up. But that's it's a contact sport, mate. Yeah. And it's it's fair enough. I'm not sure if you saw Cottrell's tackle last week. I thought that was fair enough to yeah. have three plus. Weeks. Yeah, no, true, true. All right, just come on, man. Here we've got another one here. Eddie Maguire's recent hysterical tirade about Gary Lyon and other commentators laughing at Mason Cox when an opponent knocked his glasses off, saying it's just one poke in the eye from going blind. Come on, man. Come on, man. Eddie, not like him to get a little no. bit emotionally involved. <laughs> not at all. No? Only a couple of times Crazy throughout the stuff. Year. Just uh, as he gets older, <laughs> he just gets sillier and grumpier. Eddie? Uh, I'll throw one at you. Yeah. Tom Hickey... Oh. Not to, we don't like to pinpoint people, but Tom Hickey and Robbie Fox last night, and everyone's goal kicking last night. Yeah. Come on, man. Oh, come on, come man. on, man. That was atrocious. I tipped Sydney as well, and I thought that's bold, brave, but a draw either side of the scale gets the tip. I yeah. thought it was a bit deserving. But yeah, Tom Hickey's missed from top of the goal square, Robbie Fox running into the open goal, just in the clutch moment as yeah. well. It has to hurt. And yeah. yeah. I know how it feels. I've missed from 10 metres out before. But when the game's on the line, they hit the behind post more often than they did the goal post, to be honest. All right, I've got one more. And this is a bit of a hobby horse of mine too, Dil. Themed rounds. And we've seen them all. Mm -hmm. There's no need for them. Football's job is to play football, right? Why has football taken the collective responsibility for social comment on all sides of issues? They're a football competition, not a political party, right? Yeah. So this week it's mental health round in the Gippsland League. We've seen it before, the breast cancer round. But here's the reason I'm triggered by it all. I noticed this week in the Southern Football and Netball League, which is a special code for what a pack of nimrods they might actually be, they've got a theme round, theme round this weekend. It's called, Is Your Banter Better Than Your Ball Use Round? <laughs> Come on, man! Come on, man! Is your, on, banter, on, <laughs> is your banter better than your ball use round? Okay, that's... So I, at least know, be meaningful. There's a way of fixing this, right? And what they've got to do is stop handing out these sports management degrees to these <laughs> dills that know nothing about sport and getting them to run the competition. Yeah. And uh, if any of you competition managers out there with a sports management degree heard that my apologies in advance uh that's come on man for this weekend here on saturdays at gibson it's time for us now dill before we go through to the end uh let's start talking about ellen bank football uh because we are looking at the match of the day here i've got uh ladder and uh, results from last weekend we'll probably start with those first if you want to get through those please buddy just before just before we do one more not necessarily a come on, man, yeah. but just one more thing for you. Yeah. West Coast and the priority picks. Yep. Do they deserve a priority pick? Yeah, probably. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I didn't realise. I thought, what's going on here? It's worse than injuries. But I saw, actually went on the app and had a look at the list of injuries at the moment. If they could put a football team together with the injured people that they've yes. got at the moment, okay. it's pretty bad. But it's been going on for three years. Yeah. So I'd, I'd be happy if I was running the league, give them a priority pick on the basis yeah. that they agreed to sack their fitness person. Yeah. Yeah? I was about to say, does that mean they should be more expendable, the fitness well, staff? Well, surely there's some accountability somewhere. There's people get yeah. a lot of money, yeah. the strength and conditioning people, but they haven't been able to put a full team on the park for about three years. Yes. Yeah. And it's hurting their brand. They've got lots of money. I don't think they care. Mm. They, they're nearly a billion-dollar organisation. They made $54 million profit last year. 
Well, it is a good opportunity for all the young blokes, but it last last week was a tough watch. Yeah, it was. Because <laughs> well, well, you're a West Coast supporter. No, no I'm no. St Kilda. Oh, okay. I'm St Kilda. Yeah. I do like the Eagles. Well, for all the West Coast supporters, we've got a short memory. We're feeling sorry for them, but <laughs> they're not much fun when they're winning, by the way. So <laughs> um, we should be enjoying this where we get the opportunity. All right, it's Ellen Bank and District Football Netball Competition preview time as the rain tumbles yeah. down outside. Uh, just to add some spice to the concoction that's on the ground at the present minute. It's going to be an absolute ripper. <laughs> All right, so back to the action in the Allen Bank League. Of course, last week we saw Stevie Milne play for Yarragon against Trafalgar. Now, he was I'm keen to hear how this went. You got an opportunity to call that one last weekend at Yarragon, we and he did. went well. Three goals in the third so quarter. They left him in the forward 50 pretty much exclusively. Yeah. They did, basically one-on-one. Yeah. -on -one. And I'll tell you what, Hines was playing on him, Hines for Trafalgar. He did a great job early, but... Stevie Milne's body use, his ability to read where the ball is, that's yeah. the main thing. I and just force his opponent under the footy. Yep. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Just a little cheeky nudge, probably mm. more than... No, but force him under the footy, be. and then he turns, and he's running towards yes. goal, he's got the footy in his hand. He's been doing it for a yes. million years. But that's the main thing I get out of it, is <laughs> where they can, AFL plays, their ability to interpret where the ball actually lands, yeah. and anticipate it, and put it onto the boot. But five goals for Stevie Milne. Pretty they good. had the lead in the last quarter. And then Trafalgar kicked the last three goals. Matty Swenson did not have a touch, I don't think, to three-quarter time. Kicked and two kicked in the last quarter. Yeah, right. Quarter. Okay. So he was... And Matty Swenson, I think he's full back or back pocket in their team of the decade. Yeah. So he's a defender, but last couple of years he's been playing in attack. Yes. For Trafalgar. And I, I think he told his coach, he said, I might retire after this after game. At half-time, he said that. Yeah, fair enough, two too. In the last quarter, fair enough. Fortunately fair for enough. him. Neil Madan, 13-9-87. Luke James, as you said, kicked five goals. A high-scoring tally for them this year. Longwara kicks 22-16-148. Yeah. Jed Sarong with five. And Braden McHugh back in full force with four goals. He's missed. He missed the one week. A little came back a little earlier than we expected. Yeah. Allen Bank with a 75-point win over Katani, 15-15, 1-5 to 4-6-30. Bullen Bullen, as we mentioned, 16-13, 1-09 to Nearham Souths, 41. Three players kicking three goals for Bullen Bullen, McCallum, Baker and Coles. McCallum, we just spoke to in the pregame show. Yes, of course, yeah. And Puong, who have the bye this week, I believe, 13-9-87 to Niora's 6-9-45, Hanson and Henschel with three apiece. All right, let's have a look at the ladder quickly in the Ellen Bank and then we'll talk about uh, what we expect to see for the remainder of the season after that. Yeah, very similar layout and structure to the West Gippsland League at the moment. Bullen Bullen on top, 11-0. Allen Bank, two wins behind on 36 points. Trafalgar with 32. Nearham South had the draw with the Yarragon, or the, the cancelled, abandoned game. So they're on 30. Puwong are in fifth place with 28. And then Yarragon still pushing their head through the door slightly. They need a win today. They're on 18 points. Lang Lang at 16. A couple of good wins for Lang Lang in the last five weeks or so. Hmm. Long Worry on 16 as well after last week's 61-point win. Niora. After starting well, they're 3-8. Katani with two wins away. on the board and Nilmadana winless at this current Yeah, place. the Saints have just dropped away a little bit. I thought saw some yeah. promise early on. And uh, Lang Lang, of course, uh, butted up with a couple of wins there to get themselves back on track after a pretty slow start to the season. Including see a that, win over Allenbeck. Yeah, that was a, that's a very impressive mm. performance. Uh, by the Tigers, no doubt about that. That top five as you see it. Now, we're coming into round uh, 13 today, if I'm yeah. right. Uh, what changes do you expect to see in that ladder? Is the top five set? Just about. Yeah. Just about. What One could or possibly two change? Weeks. 
I'd say Poowong potentially. You can't see near him south falling out. Trafalgar are too good to, to blow multiple games against the, the likes of the mid-sections, yep. the bottom table. Yep. Alan Bank and Bullen Bullen pretty sturdy as well. So, so you I'd reckon say, the order stays the same? No, I don't think the order stays where, the same. Where do the Cats fit into this? A push for second. But so third, the, I'll say. Yeah, I mean, mathematically, it's obviously possible, but the reigning yeah. champs at the moment, they haven't had it all their own way. No, they haven't. Um, but they expect a bit of uh, maybe a bit more downhill in the yeah. second half of the season. And then there's the, the somewhat controversy of the abandoned game where they were up by 60, 70 points. Yeah, and I, I know the rules say they've got to have completed two quarters of footy. Is that the final quarter? Final siren there in yeah. the reserve grade contest as the rain tumbles down in here and the visitors have had a win 3-3 21 uh, have defeated Allenbank 2-6-18 in a low scoring affair and if you were you'd hear you'd see why there's some chance uh, Dylan may have to build an ark this afternoon <laughs> and load animals in two by two uh, just in order to save the world it's um, biblical weather out there at the present minute but we're very very lucky to be inside here in the timekeeper's box almost time for us to go, uh, let's quickly talk about what you expect to see today. Now we're going to be in pre-game shortly, but uh, before we do, uh, in today's match of the day, uh, Ellenbank will be playing host to Bullen. They will. Uh, plenty of sloppy play. That's the, the conditions are probably going to spoil the contest, aren't they? In terms of us learning about both of these sides. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. If you're able to hold a mark overhead today, that's even more impressive. The kicking becomes an issue. I think most of the goals we'll see today will come from fast breaks. So it's the transition from back half to front half, yep. which will be the test. Obviously, you can't bounce the ball today unless you're on the cricket pitch, at least through the middle, unless you want to take it extremely wide, <laughs> which I don't suggest. But I'd say the back half to front half ball use and the transition play probably where the win comes from. Yeah, I'd say so. There's uh, not much doubt about that one. It's going to be a difficult one to call here this afternoon. We shall do our best uh, a little later on. So in in terms of that, the other games that are going on in today's Allen Bank competition, have you got those in front of you, Dil? Yeah. Lang Lang to take on Yarrigan, which is a defining game for I think whoever well, for falls out of that yeah. game becomes yeah. probably the most vulnerable as to not reaching the finals, I think. Potentially. You can basically cancel their season out. Yeah. Trafalgar against Nilmadanen should be a Trafalgar victory. Yep. And then just cruising along nicely after last week's win as well. Long Worry against Katani. A nice little battle at the bottom there. Should be, that, that should be a good be game. An interesting contest. Yeah. I, Alan I might probably favour Long Worry given that yep. they're at home. Yep. Allen Bank against Bullen Bullen and then Nearham South against Nyora Pumong with the bye. Well, you think the Cats have uh, got a bit of redemption coming their way after getting their pants pulled down last week? Yes. Uh, I wouldn't want to be Nyora this afternoon. I think the only thing that might save them is the conditions at the present minute. If it's anything like this at Nearham, well, that that used to be a very wet, heavy ground, but it looks yeah. in far better nick these days yeah. than it has oh, uh, in the last couple of years as the umpires come off the ground and they look like they've played. They're covered in dirt in that reserve grade contest there. Gee whiz, that's... Uh, that is that is amazing. I've seen conditions like this for quite some time. Just the Saturdays in Gippsland. Uh, Dylan Beaumont, Ian Doherty with you all afternoon. That's all we've got time for in the Saturdays at Gippsland show. Thanks to Donalda Motors, Home Mitsubishi Tractors and Farm Machinery. Uh, and coming up on SEN Track will be our match of the day uh, this afternoon. Just reporting Bullen Bullen paying Ellen Bank a visit this afternoon, putting their unbeaten record to the test.
up against the uh, bankers today. Look forward to an entertaining contest, albeit uh, it will be in the mud and rain this afternoon. Dylan Beaumont, thanks very much. Thanks, Wiz. You're hosting this afternoon and uh, looking one. forward to calling the footy with you. Saturdays are Gibson. Until next Saturday, bye for now.